Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 171. This episode is brought to you by Schoolhouse Teachers. If you are looking for a way to teach every subject, every grade, every student for one low family price, then you will love the self-paced online homeschooling courses at Schoolhouse Teachers. They've been serving families for 20 years with over 400 online courses from pre-K through high school. You can check out their monthly or yearly membership options at 41more.com forward slash schoolhouse. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 171. Today, I wanted to talk about the really interesting topic of homeschooling statistics and trends. And if you want to see any of the original sources and links that I'm going to mention in today's episode, of course, you can find everything at the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 171. Now, we know that in the last few years, homeschooling, which maybe some people used to think was a fringe schooling idea, has now kind of become mainstream. People of all stripes are doing it because they had to when the whole world shut down. And then some families who never would have seen themselves homeschooling realized once their kids were home, huh, This is actually efficient. We can actually meet their needs. We like having our kids home. It's flexible. And I have met so many families that have just kept homeschooling. And they said they never would have considered it had we not gone through the crazy times we did in 2020. And so you probably know you know, multiple families like this in your own circles. And it's pretty exciting, I think, to, to have families have that aha moment where they go, wow, I never, you know, ever considered this, but now that we've done it, it's totally doable. And I'm just so excited when I meet families who want to keep homeschooling. Let's talk about some of the numbers because they're really, really interesting. So according to thinkimpact.com, as of February 2020, a total of 9 million Americans had gone through homeschooling at least once. So before the pandemic, until 2019, um, the number of homeschooled students had been growing only about 2 to 8% each year. And of course, from 2019 to the fall of 2020, it really jumped. Let me get these numbers from HSLDA. They say the percentage of the households that had at least one homeschooled child, okay, so before the pandemic, it was 5.4%. That's the amount of families in the United States who had at least one homeschooled child, 5.4% in the spring of 2020. Okay, by the fall of 2020, it was 11.1%. Well, that makes sense, right? But 
What about the next year? By May of 2021, when many places I would say in the country could have gone back to school or, you know, were starting to reopen or whatever, that number of homeschooled families in the U.S. with at least one homeschooled child, listen to this. So before the pandemic, 5.4%. Fall of 2020, 11.1%. May of 2021, 19.5%. This is crazy. We've never grown this much. And it's like I said, there are some families, sure, that did it for a little bit and now we're going back to public school. There are so many families who are staying with it. And Michael Ferris of HSLDA said way back in August 2020, he said, look, this is an opportunity to welcome an unprecedented numbers of new families into homeschooling. And he called this the most significant shift in American education in a hundred years. So what the pandemic really brought us is a doubling of the amount of homeschooled students, which is like I keep saying, it's, I find it super exciting and it's awesome to see families want to keep going. So today we're going to talk about some of those common questions that people ask and what the statistics actually say, because sometimes there are stereotypes or just unfounded, you know, things floating around and you think something is the case, but when you look at the statistics, you might be surprised. So I think it's kind of fun to dive into these things every once in a while. It'll give you some interesting aspects to talk to your friends about or your family or the mom who's considering homeschooling but thinks that you have to be wealthy to homeschool, all these kind of things. We're going to dive into some of these questions. And if you just want to see a rundown of it and read them later, of course, like I said, you can always find them in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 171. So let's jump into a few of these common questions and then see what the numbers have to say. So one of the questions that people ask is, what is the success rate of homeschooling? And I guess that's a pretty open-ended, it's hard to know what do people mean by success, right? You kind of have to define everything. So let's talk about, okay, what determines success? There are a lot of data points that we can look at, at normal data points that people look at in education that could say, yeah, actually homeschoolers are really successful. So consider some of these trends we've seen in the numbers. So the graduation rate of homeschoolers tends to be about 67%, which I find sounds pretty low. But when you compare that to the public school population, their graduation rate is only 59%. So there is quite a bump there. Well, they say that one quarter of homeschool students are actually enrolled a grade level above what their age would suggest. So that's also a really positive metric. And then for the success, again, looking at standardized tests, um, the numbers show that homeschooled kids do average 15 to 30% higher on those. And they also are scoring above average on the ACT and SAT. But of course, we know that academics aren't everything. Sometimes people would say, well, you know, what about socialization? They would say, you're not successful because your kids aren't socialized. And that is such a lie. And the statistics bear this out. So homeschoolers are very active. Listen to this stat. 98% of homeschooled kids are involved in an average of five activities outside the home. So that picture of homeschooled kids being in their pajamas all day, never leaving the house like ever, ever, 
That's just not true. And so, you know, very successful as far as community involvement, even into adulthood, we've seen that kids who are homeschooled are usually more active in their community than kids who were graduates of public school. And then I think we have to add in there the things you can't really measure with numbers. Um, So I go back to the original question. What is the success rate of homeschooling? Well, I think we have to look at things like worldview and discipleship. Have we had an opportunity to put the right worldview in front of our kids? That's important. What about family bonds? You're not really going to measure that with numbers. What about well-adjusted kids, teaching them responsibility, having independent learners, growing mature kids that are ready for life? You know, this whole word adulting. Do our kids have life skills? Can they budget their money? Are they responsible? Are they, you know, able to work a job and be a hard worker in high school? I mean, these are things that the normal uh, teenager in the United States does not have these qualities. Now, of course, there are public schoolers that do. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to paint everyone with a broad brush, obviously. Um, But the ability to homeschool does give you the opportunity to raise mature kids who have these life skills. Consider things like internships and helping them pursue their passions as they homeschool because you can craft a customized education for your kids. Consider dual enrollment. It's much easier to get, you know, some of a college degree done while you are homeschooling in high school. So I think these are all things to consider when we talk about the success rate of homeschooling even beyond, you know, the actual numbers and the actual statistics, some things you really can't measure. And maybe those are the most important things of all. So here's another question. Is homeschool more effective? This is a little similar to the question of success, but I wanted to take this in a slightly different direction. So Dr. Brian Ray is a leading international expert in research on homeschooling, and he's the president of the National Home Education Research Institute. And on his site, he has some good information that I wanted to talk about here. So according to 69% of peer-reviewed studies, There has actually shown to be success in the real world. That means into college and adulthood. And homeschoolers do perform statistically better than their public school peers. They also participate in their community more, vote more, attend public meetings more than the general population. All of these things to show that they are maybe better adjusted as adults who are, you know, functioning in a community. Now he does give this little um, perspective here at the end of his research, which I wanted to mention here also. So because it does paint a, a rosy picture of homeschooling, and we know this doesn't always happen, right? There are always exceptions. It doesn't mean this is definitely going to happen for your child. But he said, it's possible that homeschooling causes the positive traits reporting above. However, the research designs to date do not conclusively prove that homeschooling causes these things. At the same time, there is no empirical evidence that homeschooling causes negative things compared to institutional schooling. Future research may better answer the question of causation. So sure, we can't definitely prove that when you homeschool, your kids are going to turn out, you know, well-adjusted according to 69% of peer-reviewed studies, but there's definitely some interesting numbers to look at. And obviously researchers have seen some trends. So it's worth noting that these trends are there. So here's a question that 
I mean, we've already mentioned the standardized test scores tend to be higher for homeschooled students, but you might say, are homeschoolers smarter than public schoolers? And I don't think that's the case at all. But there are so many differences in the way you're educated if you're homeschooled versus a traditional school system that I think shows up that, you know, homeschoolers look smarter. For example, they're probably not smarter, but their education is probably better. Here are a few things to consider. So homeschoolers have the opportunity of a customized education where parents can work more closely with their weaknesses, encourage them in their strengths. When you're in a traditional classroom, and I'm speaking as a former public school teacher, I can't reach all 30 kids in my classroom. I have to teach to the middle. So the kids at the bottom are just going to flounder. The kids at the top might be bored, but this is just how everyone has to do it. You can't meet the needs of 30 different kids in your classroom. And I don't even know all those needs, especially if you're like a middle or high school teacher and your kids are rotating out of your classroom every hour. There's just no way to get to know 150 kids at a really personal level. Now, compare that to a homeschool parent. You know exactly what your kids need. You really do. You don't have to have a professional degree. You're the parent. And so you can customize that education and it tends to, you know, that one-on-one tutoring approach is way more efficient than a teacher in a classroom with 30 kids. So not only is a homeschool education customized, it's more efficient. Here's the other thing. By and large, homeschool students learn to be independent learners, especially if mom has multiple kids she's teaching They learn pretty quick. You know, I am responsible for my own learning. And as soon as kids know how to read, they can really take off. They can. And honestly, here's another funny thing. When you're homeschooled, you actually have time to read. Homeschooled kids, I have to look for a stat on this. I actually don't know if I did find one or if there even is one in the in the research. But I I would venture to say anecdotally, homeschooled kids read more than their public school peers. I never went to public school. I went to Christian school growing up. But I, funny enough, I don't feel like I had time to read when I was in school. (laughs) And I didn't even feel like I read, was encouraged or told to read great literature. But so many homeschool families I know, kids are constantly reading because you have more time. You can fit it in your day. Um, The other thing that I think makes homeschoolers seem smarter is that their parents are involved more. And so this leads to higher academic success. Even when I was a public school teacher, I noticed that the kids who did the best were those with involved parents. And I mean, I think that's going to be the same no matter how the kids are educated. When parents check out and just kind of let their kids deal with their own education, the kids don't do as well. But with an involved parent who cares, who keeps their kids accountable, you're going to see higher academic success. And so that might look like you're smarter. It's just that I think you're blessed to have a parent who is involved. And then one last thing that I would say, why do some homeschoolers, you know, why does it seem like homeschoolers are smarter? I don't think they're smarter, but I think we've learned, homeschoolers have learned to love learning. You know how kids are born? Toddlers are curious. They love learning things. They love exploring. And then all of a sudden we put them in an institutionalized classroom when they're five or maybe four or maybe three and we tell we basically suck the joy out of learning. We just make it so boring and just so uh. <laughs> and when you can homeschool and you can keep that, you know, spark of love of learning alive, you can fan the flames. 
kids end up realizing learning isn't boring. I mean, how many kids think school's boring or they can't wait till summer vacation because they don't want to do schoolwork? Why is it all boring? Because we've made it dry and boring. And so when you homeschool, you can keep your kids encouraged that learning is a lifelong pursuit and they love it. One last thing I did want to mention that does have statistics um, paired to it is that some people might say, well, you know, homeschoolers are smarter than public schoolers because their parents have, might have, must have a lot of education, right? But the success of homeschoolers is not dependent on their parents' education. In fact, you could have a parent that even, didn't even graduate from high school, but it, research has shown that regardless of that, homeschooled kids tend to do better. And so there really is a wide variety of parental education in the homeschool community. Everything from graduate or professional school to just a bachelor's degree to even just a technical school or just, you know, high school graduate. And so parents of all educational backgrounds can do a really great job homeschooling their kids. So be encouraged if you don't, you know, you don't have all these accolades behind your name, you don't have all these degrees, it doesn't mean that you won't be really successful as you homeschool your own kids. Here's another interesting point when people ask, are homeschoolers more successful? Well, let's look at the aspect of college admissions. Um, people who are in this world and their advisors and that kind of thing, I mean, statistics have shown that some of the top schools in the country are actively recruiting homeschoolers. You know, even schools like Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Harvard, Duke University, Stanford, all of these places, they do actively recruit homeschoolers. And why would that be? Well, you know, the stereotypes are that homeschoolers are sheltered and shy, but what these schools know is that homeschoolers really do have high achievement levels. They've studied some pretty intense topics. They've taken risks. They have leadership qualities. And all these things are, you know, these schools are looking for that. So don't think that because you homeschool, that means you're, you know, um, not giving your children the opportunities they would have if they graduated from public school, because it's just not borne out in the facts. So that's another interesting tidbit to consider. Here's a question you might get when you're out and about and people find out you homeschool, they might say, well, I could never do that because I'm not wealthy. People just assume, you know, if you homeschool, you must be independently wealthy because those are the only people who can do it. Well, interestingly enough, HSLDA reports that in the past, you know, homeschoolers probably did tend to be middle class, maybe average or above average incomes. You know, a lot of this has to do with the fact that a lot of us are one income families, you know, usually moms stays home and homeschools and dad's off at work. Obviously that's not always the case and it doesn't have to work that way. It's just the way it has been for a while. But according to recent surveys completed in the spring of 2021, and so this is pretty current, HSLDA is reporting that this is no longer an accurate reflection of the homeschool population. Now families are in every income bracket and they're pretty equally spread out. So, um, 
they're showing that an average of about 20% of U.S. homeschool households have yearly incomes less than 25000 17% are between twenty-five dollars and $35,000 a year income, another 19% between $35,000 and $50,000, and so on. So you could do these little increments of different income brackets and pretty evenly split about 17 to 20% in each of the income brackets. That includes, you know, 100000 to one hundred. 50,000 a year, you know, and so on. So you can't paint homeschoolers with a broad brush anymore. I mean, people of all income brackets and, and levels are homeschooling. So you don't have to be wealthy to homeschool. You can be wealthy in homeschool. I mean, it's such a wide variety of families now. It's kind of cool. And people make it work, right? So we have always been a one income family ever since we had kids. I taught school to help put my kid, my, I'm sorry, <laughs> to put my husband through grad school. And then he, when he was done and, you know, he started working full time and was done all his schooling, you know, I stayed home and raised the kids and homeschooled and I've never regretted it for a minute. Right. So, you know, we've just always lived, you know, within our means and said, okay, here's our income. This is, this is what we have to work with. Some of you, I know you're both working and you want to work and that's fine. People can make it work with all different situations. So don't let that stop you. And especially if you feel like, well, if we, you know, there's no way we can homeschool because we both have to work. Let's kind of dive into that next question. Can working moms homeschool? Because I had a great conversation with Jen McKinnon, and she is all about how to help working moms homeschool and do everything effectively and stay on task. So let's talk about that. And you're going to want to listen to the episode I did with Jen. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can find that really easily. So you might be interested in the stats about working moms. Well, according to a 2018 survey by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the percent of families that had both parents working was about 63%. Now, this is just the general population, right? So, you know, kids in public schools or whatever, you know, both parents working, that's at 63%. Interestingly enough, according to responsiblehomeschooling.org, Parent participation in the labor force, now this is from data from 2012, so it's a little older, homeschool students back then who had two parents and both in the labor force was at 35%. Um, So, and then also when they looked at two-parent households with only one in the labor force, that was at 43%. So it is more common for homeschooled kids than their public school peers to have one parent at home doing the homeschooling and then one parent working. But like I said, this is not always necessary. And people have learned, moms are resourceful. We've learned how we can work on the side, work a different shift, figure out the childcare responsibilities and homeschool in a really flexible way that doesn't mean you have to be home from eight to three doing the schoolwork. I mean, you don't have to homeschool from eight to three. You can do it cleverly. You can do it in the afternoons. If you work a different shift, you can do it in the evenings. You can work on it in the weekend. You can fit it in on different days. You might have, you know, you work a few days, you know, as a nurse and you have a chunk of days off, I mean, you can make it work. And so, like I said, I'm going to link to our episode with Jen McKinnon, where she gave some really practical strategies for how to be a working mom who also homeschools. And she's done this for many years. And she, I mean, she doesn't just give you platitudes and say, okay, you can do it, you know, just try harder. She gave really specific 
ideas to try. So if you're into, okay, tell me what to do, you're going to want to listen to that episode with Jen McKinnon because yes, you can, you can homeschool and also work. So I want to encourage you that way. Another thing is, um, you know, how do families do it where they only have one parent who's bringing in an income? A lot of moms do side gigs and, you know, work on the side. That's what I've always done throughout the years. I've tried to find different ways to bring in money. And so you can look into that. You might be able to do seasonal work and work a little more during the summer. I don't know, just depending on your child care issues and that kind of thing. But the other thing is, you know, you can just learn how to live within your means and make a budget. And so I have a lot of resources about how to save money and how to be a thrifty homeschooler. And I'll link whatever I have in the show notes, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash 171. Now, the fun thing is there are so many famous people who've been homeschooled and sometimes we feel like homeschooling is this new thing. Well, really, it's the public school whole format and system that was relatively new in world history, right? All throughout the ages, people were homeschooled. Even in early American history, most of our presidents, especially, you know, Back at the beginning, even all the way up to like FDR, he was homeschooled. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt. I mean, they were all homeschooled and they did just fine. Even people like Thomas Edison, Agatha Christie, you might be surprised to know that they were all homeschooled. So it's really the public school system that is the experiment. Homeschooling has been around because it's just natural. It's just a natural way to learn. You learn with your family, your parents are teaching the children and you know, it's just, it's just a natural way to extend parenting into education and learning. And so I want you to be encouraged. I'll link to, um, a post about, um, you know, famous people who have been homeschooled, which is kind of interesting if you want to have a little trivia up your sleeve. So anyway, I hope that thinking about some of these, um, statistics and trends and issues in the homeschool world has pretty much encouraged you. You don't have to fit inside a box to be a homeschooler anymore. It might've started, you know, as a, as a certain, um, way of schooling for people back in the eighties and even in the seventies. But honestly, homeschooling has become this really broad coalition of families of all different backgrounds and income levels and education levels. We all want what's best for our kids. And for those of us who are homeschooling, we believe that it is homeschooling. And so we love the freedom involved, the flexibility, the customization, the family bonds. I mean, can I go on and on? I probably could, but I just want you to be encouraged that you can do this and you know, you're not this fringe group anymore. We're actually a pretty large um, group now in the United States. It's pretty exciting to see what the future will hold for the homeschooling community. As more and more people realize, hey, I really can do this thing. Even though I was told all along, I can't homeschool my kids if I, if I don't have a teaching certification, right? And that's totally unnecessary as I hope you've come to find out. So as we're wrapping up here, don't forget to check out our sponsor, which is Schoolhouse Teachers. And you can find them at 41more.com forward slash schoolhouse because they will help you find classes for every subject, every grade and every student at one family price. Don't forget to check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 171, where I will link to all the resources where I found my statistics in case you want to dig a little deeper. Thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.